Okay. Hello there, you're welcome to another interesting edition of Sports Africana. My name is Oba Adiola Amokomo, and as you know, on this podcast, we try to project the image of Africa. We try to talk about our stories. We try to celebrate our African heroes, both present and the past. And of course, we like to talk about issues that is pertinent, that is making the rounds, particularly as it concerns Africa. Welcome again, and um, I trust you're all having a wonderful day wherever you may be listening to this podcast or wherever you may be watching this video from. Today, it brings me great pleasure. I'm going back memory lane and um, way back to the 90s, and it brings me great pleasure to introduce to you a former sport, a former football player, a former Nigerian football player who made waves in the 90s, um, is a former, believe it or not, Champions League winner as well too. And I'm not going to go into too much details. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I'll let the introduction do himself. But it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Finidi George. Finidi, it's nice to have you on Sports Africana. How are you doing today? Good afternoon. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Wow. Well. And as, as, as I saw you, I, I said that you've not really changed that much. I have a little bit of beard. Well, well, <laughs> you, you, you need to give us the secret of how to remain um, young, even at that age. Um, about two, three weeks ago, you turned, well, two weeks ago, they about you turned 50. And uh, yeah. Your birthday greetings of your former teammates made rounds on the social media. You know, I'm sure you must have been a very proud person that you were remembered in such a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite uh, amazing. I was very happy, surprised though that uh, they came up with a video like that, and uh, yeah, it was really, really uh, pleasant thing to see, and um, I really liked it. You know. Uh, it was a surprise, but um, a good surprise. So it was it was a good one. Right. Um, right. We we'll just go straight into it then. Um, we need to know who is Finidi George. Tell us your background, how you started, um, your family background, how you started, and yeah. So basically, take us a bit of a background. Yeah. Um... I am um, the son of uh, <laughs> um, George Mbele, you know, uh, uh, fifth in the family of 11. Um, yeah, um, um, I, I grew up, you know, in Portacot, um, schooled um, in um, government comprehensive secondary school, you know, while um, and that was how I started playing football, you know, my my siblings and um, yeah, um, till date, I'm still um, involved in football, you know, uh, yeah, um, not much, not much, you know, uh, very humble family, uh, we're not, um, we are not, um, uh, I would say, well to do, but um, yeah, my parents took care of us and uh, gave us the education that uh, we needed. Wow. But, um, I, I, was, I was very fortunate that, uh, yeah, I, I, 
I was talented to, to uh, play the game of football. So, wow, that's great. So, how did your football career started? I mean, tell us how you started um, your football. How did you get into football? Was it something that you planned, or something you always known it was going to happen, or it happened by default and you just decided to go on with it? Um. Yeah, back then I used to, uh, we used to play street football, you know, I used to live in uh, a very close to the, the uh, prison's barracks, you know. Um, yeah, they have, a, they have a football field there and uh, we kept training, playing once in a while, you know, as kids. And um, my, actually my, my siblings were um, the ones playing in the club, you know, Nigerian IG football club. So uh, I was opportune to join them. Um, so uh, they, were, they were short of uh, a player and uh, I, was, I was asked to, to join them for training and uh, that was how everything started, you know. So the coach liked me the way I performed and um, told me, you can come whenever you want and uh, you always have a place here. So whenever I had the time uh, on the weekend when I was not going to school, uh, I joined them for training. And uh, at the end of the, the, the year, they decided to, to give me a contract. So I was schooling, still in secondary school, and I was playing, you know, every now and then I joined them and I played for, for Nigerian Ajit, you know. So after school, when I finished secondary school, Another club came, Nigerian uh, NAPC Football Club. You know, came and uh, they offered me a contract. I played for one year. After that, Sharks came. You know, I played for Sharks for two years, and thereafter I went um, to Calabar Rovers. From okay. Calabar Rovers, joined I joined the national team, and from the national team, yeah, to Ajax. Right. You know, we will go, we will come into that a little bit. Um, come to that a little bit. Okay. That was great. So, um, when you were in Sharks, or when you got invited to the national team from Calabarovas, if I remember very well, how did that invitation happen? Um, uh, the year that I was uh, playing for Sharks, I was invited. Okay. To the by, uh, I think late, I don't know if it's late or not, but I'll just say Paula Melton. Yeah, late Paula Melton. It's late, yeah. Uh, Paul, uh, Paula Melton was the coach then of the Super Eagles. He invited um, some couple of uh, home base players, which I, I was um, glad to be part of, you know. Uh, myself and two other players joined from Sharks, went to the national team. And then um, we stayed there till uh, the team was disbanded, you know, because I think uh, they did not qualify for one tournament. So we all had to go home. So uh, after that, I went, uh, I, when the season ended, I went to Calabarovas. So that was when they, they, they brought in West Tahoe. And um, yeah, West Tahoe uh, was keen in, knowing the league, he was traveling from one place to the other to see 
young players. And um, I think um, we played a game maybe in, in, in Lagos or uh, Ibadan. It was opportune to be there and uh, he, he saw me and then he, he decided to find out, you know, and um, he, he saw that I was, I was, you know, the previous year, I was already in the national team, you know. So he said, ah, then this, this player must be good. So he invited, invited me again while I was in Rovers. And that was how I went back and, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to showcase myself. And um, yeah, the rest is history. Great. And I remember very well the first time you really that well, let me not say the first time you played, but the first time I noticed you was as the Equas um, Cup at the time. There was an there was a summit. And yeah. I remember very well hearing your name and I was looking out for you. And if I remember very well, in Calabarovas, you're a midfielder. People do a lot of people do not know that, that you started as a midfielder rather than a right winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, a midfield player uh, back then in Rovers. You know, from Sharks, I was playing in the midfield. You know, any of the any of the position in in, in that midfield, maybe the ten, the the, the the eight, or even the four. You know, and um, yeah, that, that that's why you can see. You know, I I can really pass the ball because when you play in the middle. Mm. You you tend to to give up great passes and uh, know what to do with the ball, you know. So I was not uh, all my you know young days. I was not a winger. It was when I got to the national team, yeah, West of the, the, the midfield was so packed with a lot of talent. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I must uh, I must admit we had Friday Bull, Lake Thompson Olia. We had. Uh, so many players in the midfield where for a young player like me, it was going to be difficult to, to break through. And um, um, I was glad that he gave me that opportunity to go to the right side, you know, because of my speed, my, my you know, the way I look at the game, the way I, I play the game, my understanding. Um, you know, West Ham decided, okay, you try the right side. And um, everything worked out. I used my speed. My crosses and um, my first, my my my, uh, I would say, uh, my debut was fantastic. You know, despite the fact that I played in the Ecowas Summit tournament, which we came out, I think we won the cup or yeah. we came out second. I, I don't know, I can't remember, but um, yeah, uh, that was an official debut for me, and um, everything worked out well. But, um, I was I was a midfield player. Yeah, and um, I was having a chat with some group of people, and it was said that when you went, because I'm, I think the issue was what we're talking about was the fact that whether you have or you've always been a winger, a midfielder. Of course, you've clarified now, but somebody said that in your secondary school days you used to run for your secondary school. Was that true? Um. Yeah, no, not not really, not really. I was more in the football area, you know. They had people that were doing athletics, but I I, I was not in. The, actually, I had I had the speed, but um, yeah, hardly a, a few people can beat me, you know, in hundred meters, you know, back then at school. 
but yeah, my, my, my interest was football, you know, so I was not participating more often in the sprints and in, in other areas. You know, so I used to run. Sometimes we do, we do sprints, but yeah, I always come out. <laughs> At least uh, even not winning, you know, second or third, whatever. But uh, my, my, my focus was on, uh, you know, playing the game. Um, back, back to how you got to the um, Super Eagles. When you joined, did you feel a, a sense of intimidation that, wow, obviously you would have seen some players that you watched on TV who were foreign-based and everything, and even some home-based players who had been in the team before you. How did you feel? Did you feel some sense of intimidation or... You felt that, whoa, this is my chance. I'll grab it. Uh, yeah, it was quite difficult because, you know, when the likes of um, Litkeshi, Siasia, Etimesin, you know, I was with, with these guys in camp, but I was home-based, you know. So sometimes when they, 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 they will start with, definitely the home-based players will start the camp. And then when the tournament or when the, the, the time for the game is almost, you know, getting closer, and um, they will come in, and uh, and uh, you you always there, there's, there's always this, um, you know, we that were home base we always staying at um, Uta, you know, passenger farms, you know, and the Honda Field beach that that was where we were training, you know. So, but, but when these professionals came, and uh, they stay in Sheraton, you know, and uh, uh, when we have to go to training with them, then the training, most of the training sessions were scheduled in the, in the main bowl of the National Stadium in Lagos. But we had to drive, you know, from Ota to Sheraton and pick them up, then go to the stadium. After training, we'll bring them back to the to the to the hotel Sheraton. Then after dropping them off, then we will be leaving to Ota. That was the setup, you know, very bad setup, but uh, that was how it, you know, things were were, were done in the in the early nineties. Um, it was later West Ham changed, you know, everything and said, ah, if if players uh, are being called upon to play, and uh, they should stay in Sheraton. That was how. Gradually, we started, you know, players that uh, they knew that they were going to make it or sit on the bench. We started going to Sheraton also to stay, you know, and then we always respect them because they are pros, you know, we respect them. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to talk, you know, myself, Ike Shuromu, uh, Leta Jibade, Babalade, a uh, few other guys, Edema Fulubi, just sit, you know, uh, at the side, you know, we're talking our own stuff, you know, we don't know much about <laughs> foreign, foreign base players, so we'll be looking at them and uh, sometimes we'll ask them for jerseys, you know, uh, yeah, 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 we'll say, ah, can you give me a club jersey and uh, sometimes they give it to us. And, uh, you so know, you, you've paid your dues, you paid your dues. Yes, of course, of course, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to speak out loud, you know, yeah, we always look at Keshi. You know, just be, be on low key, you know, just be quiet, training, do our stuff, 
come back, you know, follow the program, time for dinner, time for breakfast, you know, time for us to go to training. We were the ones that will first or you know, first and foremost, you don't have to be late. When you're home base, you don't have to be late. You know? So we get to the bus, sit down first, then you see later the pros, you know, gradually coming in the bus, gradually, you know. Uh, but, you know, things have changed, you know. Now everybody is, you know, on the same level and uh, we're happy because uh, we went through that change. And we saw uh, that it was not even nice to be, you know, separated from the group. You know, we, I think we won, but um, when these pros came in, they were in Sheraton, eating all the good stuff. <laughs> we would just be in Ottawa, you know, trying to survive and uh, leave there maybe 12 o'clock or after 12 because of the traffic and drive from Ottawa to uh, Keja and pick them up, get to the National Stadium before 4 o'clock, you know. Then by the time we get back to Ota, always uh, maybe eight, nine in the, in, in the night. The next day there is training in the morning. We have to leave very early also. So it was a very, very difficult period for us. But um, thank God, you know, today everything is changed. If the, any player that is invited will stay with the pros, even if it's home base, you know, you have to be in Sheraton. Wherever the players are come, that's where you have to be. So. It's a good thing who we went through that, and uh, today everything everything is better, you know, for the player. Wow, right. Um, I will now talk about your full debut. Um, that, well, the one that um, really opened you up to the fans. I will never forget that game, and I'm sure you probably can remember the game too. The game against Burkina Faso, we won seven yeah. one, and I think. Yeah. One of one of the highlights of that game for me was the fact that um, I heard that um, the, they forgot the, the shots at the, at, the, at the hotel at Otta and they had to cut the track wherever in the first half. <laughs> and eventually, yeah, yeah. so t tell yeah. us about that game and you came on in the second half and you scored. Yes. Um, yeah, it was a strange, strange day, you know. Uh, the guy who was in charge of the materials, you know, <laughs> uh, forgot the shots, you know, uh, and you know the traffic. By the time we realized that we didn't have shots, you know, and how is it, how are you go how are you going to go back, you know, to even from the the, the, the national stadium in school and get back to Sheraton, Ikeja, it will take you. Uh, hours and the match is about to start. So West Ham decided, oh, we, what, what, we don't need this, we have to cut them. So they decided to cut those um, track, the track down and uh, everybody, you know, that, that was how it came out. It was strange, but that was how it came out. So, but, but uh, my debut uh, was fantastic. Uh, I think Gavon got injured, and uh, that was how West Ham told me, you have to play on the right side. I said, okay, that's fine. I had, uh, I think, uh, maybe 30 minutes or 30, 32 minutes. I said, yeah, I was even, I was very, very nervous because you know the Lagos, the Lagos fans. <laughs> if you've never played in Lagos, you don't know. <laughs> and I was like, this is an opportunity for me if I, if I if I don't perform today, 
it's all over. Mm. You know, so I was, I was tensed when I got into the game. I said, okay, let me do what I know best. Don't just play very simple. Don't lose the ball. And then if they can give me one, you know, long pass, I get there. I'll just try to look for Yekini or Mokachi. And uh, my job is done. You know? So I gave, I think, four assists. And then um, I scored the last goal, which uh, everybody, you know, they, 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 they took me. They, they, they were shouting, you know, screaming my name that uh, this guy is good, you know. So it was, um, I was lifted on, the, um, on their shoulders. Somebody, you know, carried me from uh, the, the pitch to the dressing room. So it was a great experience and a great debut for me. All right. Um, on that note, um, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about your, so part of your second, um, your Super Eagles career and your eventual transition to Ajax, the World Cup, and the latter part of your Super Eagles career. We'll be right back. still on Sports Africana, and we're still with our guest today, Fenidi George. And Fenidi, after that debut, it was Senegal 92. I will tell you something. While I was watching the opening game, which was against Senegal, yeah. uh, yeah. Kevin Keshi, bless, of blessed memory, scored the first goal, and um, the equalizer was scored by Jules Bukande of um, Senegal is is late too now, and I remember yeah. the halftime analysis. Obviously, you were in Senegal. We're watching on TV. They, um, they I think they had a calling session, and one of the callers said, "Tell the coach, tell them to bring in Finiti." It was as mm -hmm. if Oyster was hearing the person from wherever, and um, Keshi brought you in. I'm sorry, Oyster brought you in. And you made a huge difference. So tell us about that, um, Seneca 92, your first competition. Yeah, I was quite, quite young and um, inexperienced, you know, in First Nations Cup, you know, uh, representing Nigeria. So it was um, a big, uh, big load, you know, I'll put it that way on my shoulders, you know. I didn't know what to expect, but... Um, uh, we did our best, you know, when I was called upon to play, I tried to do my best, you know. Um, you know, you, you could see that experience. I was, I was lacking that experience, young, but I, I, I did my best. And then, yeah, uh, we, we, we won that game, I think. Um, 2-1, Keshi scored. Yeah. And, uh, I think the, the winning goal, so. So... Um, Great experience, great uh, tournament, but uh, we were unable to, to win it. Uh, we lost to Ghana, and uh, we came out, we, we got the bronze, bronze medal, and um, yeah, we, 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 we learned from that, you know. And um, that, you know, propelled us, you know, our 1994 Nations Cup. So when you go back to camp, because at the time, I think you were in Calabar Rovers, um, how did you, how, how did you, how was you 
how did you feel among your teammates going back to camp, having come back from the African Cup of Nations? No, like uh, every other, you know, I'm, I'm, I was always myself. You know, I didn't feel bigger than anybody. A quiet guy, you know, I had fun, brought in some, some extra cash, you know, so <laughs> that was the only difference. I, I got extra money and, uh, you know, bought a few things for my colleagues, like perfume and whatever. Uh, the ones that were closer to me, you know, and, uh, that, yeah, that was a stepping stone for me, gave me the opportunity to, to, to live better than uh, I used to. So, uh, but I, I didn't feel I was better than anybody. I came back my usual self and uh, tried to do my job, you know, at um, the club. Great. And the next pivotal moment in your career was when you moved to Ajax. How did that move come about? Tell us, how did that move come about? Um, you've performed well for um, Nigeria at the African Covenation. You are still doing very well for Calabarovas. So how did that move about with Ajax come about? And when did you realize you're moving to Ajax? Actually, actually, um, I left Calabar to Sharks. You went back to Sharks? I went back to Shaz because the governor, uh, then was the deputy governor, Odili, you know, wanted all the River State ex Sharks players that left Sharks football club to come back. So they contacted us that uh, we should all come back. So myself, Animama, uh, Amapakabo, um, Okuchuku, who was also, well, yeah, was in the camp also before myself. Um, we all came back to Shaq. So we started the season and we were doing well. And uh, I think that that period of time, Ajax wanted the right winger or left winger. So they contacted the West Ham. So, okay, you have somebody who's playing the right side. He's very fast. He, he knows what to do with the ball. Whenever he has the ball, he doesn't lose it. What do you think about? So he, he made a recommendation. And um, I think they were pleased with this recommendation and uh, they invited me, you know, for trial. So um, I was already uh, in Sharks halfway the season uh, and I had to travel. I got an invitation and I had to travel. So uh, I spoke with him, spoke with Westall that this is an opportunity for me. Finally, they've, they've come for me. Uh, what do I do? He said, of course, you can go. It's not a problem, you know, it's just for trials and then, yeah, you come back. If, if it doesn't work out, you come back. If it works out, okay, that, that, that'll be fine for, for you. That'll be fine for Nigeria. Uh, so it's okay. Thank you very much. So that was how I left. You know? And I went there for trials for one month, uh, I think uh, five weeks. Initially, it was for two weeks. So I got there. I was competing with two other Russians, I think, for one spot. You know, so at the end of the day, uh, I was uh, I did well and I was given a contract. Wow. Okay. So um, when you got to IS, now I want to because something I like to be in the mind of the person that just left Nigeria to Europe for a football trial. Um, 
how did you feel when you got to the Ajax ground? I mean, you need to bear in mind that before now, Ajax had a reputation. Um, the famous club of Jan Cruyff, I'm sure you now, well, right now you know that. How did you feel getting into Ajax, going for the trials? Did you train with the, uh, the under-23 team or the reserve team? Talk me through your emotions when you when you joined Ajax. You know, when I when I got there, I, they were going into camp, you know, um, but they they were going into a precision camp um, away from Amsterdam. So um, I joined them. I joined the first team, and the first team also picked few players from the second team. Under 20, I think 21, under 20. So we were there training, running, you know. So I, I told myself, um, I will not be sent back home. <laughs> uh, on the fact that um, I'm lazy, you know, that will never happen. You know, maybe they might tell me he's not good enough technically, you know, tactically, it's not good. But I said, just to train physically. I will not be sent to, you know, that I had that in mind. I said, okay. So uh, the first impression, we went to the, the and the, I'm not go, I don't know how to put it. Is it the, 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 we went to the, there they call it the, the bush, you know, the, the, the forest or whatever. Forest. It's not the forest. Um, and they have a lot of trees and whatever, it's, you know. Um, we went there for training the, the they put us in groups, you know, for fitness fitness tests, you know, just to train and to see our fitness level. So I was I was pleased with Danny Blind and a few others, you know, four in a group, and uh, we went on a round for us to to really know how we're going to the part of the training, we have to know how to move in the bush there. So when it came to time for us to really do the job, you know, with time, the, the fitness coach was, look, you have to, for you to get from this point to the, from here, round and get back to this point, you have to do it maybe four minutes, you know, so I was okay. So when they, they blew the whistle, I, I left. <laughs> I left the guys behind. You know, I did that three minutes, three minutes, uh, maybe 10 seconds. When I got back, <laughs> the next, we had to do that maybe, maybe three, four times, you know. The next round we were supposed to go for, they told me, hey, Mister, hey, African, relax, eh? This is precision. <laughs> You take it easy, we have to do it in four minutes, you know, not three, ten. I said, okay, okay, okay. But I was thinking right in my mind that I'm here, I'm, I'm looking for a contract. Few people have a contract already. So I did not say anything. The next round, I, I left again. So the next time we're about to do training, fitness training, they always run away from me. I said, okay. I've won. I've won in one part of it, you know. Uh -huh. So uh, I did my best. And then at the end of the day, we played a couple of games, uh, a lot of friendly matches. 
which I, I played very well, gave a lot of assists to Littman. Eh? You people said, yeah, you gave a lot of assists to Littman. Those assists started from the preseason. Sometimes we'll play little, you know, lower division teams who we'll beat them maybe 10 0. I'll give him maybe four assists. The day I'm playing, I'll give him a four assists. So all those things, you know, added to positively and to my advantage. So when they were when they were deciding who to pick, who not to pick, they decided to 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 to, to pick me. But it was not easy, you know. Uh, when we were sometimes when we were training. But the fact that I don't want to get anybody injured, I was I was a little bit sluggish, you know. So uh, one of the the, 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 the goalkeepers, uh, one of the goalkeepers, not Fandesa. Fandesa was the first keeper. There's another uh, black guy, I think Stanley Menzo. He told me, "Hey, you want a contract?" He called me after dinner. He called me. Because he, he saw that I was soft, you know, like I don't want to enjoy anybody. I was taking it easy. He told me, "Do you want?" He called me, you know, after dinner. He said, "Do you want? To, do you want a contract in Ajax?" I said, "Yes, of course." He said, "Then you have to change your mentality." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "In training, you have to go hard as they come for you." I said, ah, okay, okay. Because I, I told him I was thinking I don't want to enjoy it, but he said, no, 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 no. You have to play very hard. That's the only way. You have to play very hard. So okay, thank you very much. So the next day, I went all out. I went all out. I showed that aggressiveness in me. They were like, okay, even Vangal and others were like, this guy is is really in for it. So at the end of the day, they gave me a contract, and um, yeah, the rest is just. Um, how for me to to do my own stuff, you know, after I've gotten my contract. Wow. I mean, um, so how did you feel when you eventually got a contract, when you heard that you're, you're going to be signed on the contract? And the, the Van Gaal and his crew called me. They, they, they told me after lunch, uh, I should come to uh, maybe their room. An example, just come to room 10. So I went there, they gave me time. They called maybe three o'clock. So I went there and then I knocked, they opened the door. I saw all the, all the crew, assistant coach, uh, physiotherapist, everybody's in that room. I got there, they said, yeah, sit down. So I sat down, you know, Van Gaal said, oh, I'm very, very happy with you, blah, blah, blah. I'm impressed. Uh, you saw that the other players that were here, they left already because uh, uh, he's going to give me a, a two-year contract. So I thought he was joking, you know. So I was, I was quiet. I said, let this man not play pranks on me. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of serious, you know. I was not I really, I was joyful inside, but I was not really, he couldn't see that, you know, in my face. So he said, I'll give you a two-year contract. I said, okay, thank you. Then he came, he, he, he tapped me on my shoulder. He said, you're not even happy. You, 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 you're having a contract with Ajax. You know, I said, I'm happy inside. You know, let me, let me, let me, let me enjoy this inside. You know, don't, don't, I don't have to celebrate too, 
before you tell me, okay. You check your mind. You are just telling me I've not signed the contract, so let me let me be happy inside, you know. So I, I, I celebrated inside of me, and she uh, got back. Uh, this happened in Finland. He told me that was the last week of the training camp. He told me in Finland that we'll give you a contract, but I've not. I did not sign the contract. He will go to Amsterdam before they prepare the contract. I signed. Then I knew, okay, I'm a player for Ajax. Yeah, really. But I was not signed to play for the first team. I was signed to play for the second team. Okay. And for me to for me to learn, you know. But uh, you know, fortunately for me. A player got injured that was playing on that right side. That was how um, I was called upon to play. Like West Ham did, I got there and I performed. So when this player was, when he recovered from his injury, I already played maybe 10 games and I was doing brilliantly well. So it was difficult for him to just uh, take me out. So even when the player recovered, he couldn't take me out till I went for training camp Super Ego. I, I was even happy because that was my first winter. Very, very cold in Holland. I said, thank God, thank God I'm going to Nations Cup camp. I said, that was how I left to camp uh, in December. Then, you know, we held our training camp, and then we played the Nations Cup, we won it. So by the time I came back, the winter has, you know, almost um, reduced, and uh, I came back. Banga wanted me to come back, because that guy was doing what I was doing. And, and if, so if, I, if I remember, that was um, Peter Van Vossen. No, 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 Van Vossen. The, the first year, Van Vossen was not there. Van Vossen Van Vossen came the second year. There was one, uh, Dan Peterson. Dan Peterson. That was the guy that was playing. He got injured. I came in and I was doing so well. I left. He started playing. So when I came back, he was not playing very well. Now they saw something different in my football. I was defending and I was attacking. He was more an attacking player. He doesn't do much in the defensive part of the game. So they felt, ah, we need this guy. And I was given assist, you know, not just, you know, I was a lot of assists. And whenever I play, I give an assist, one or two, one or two, you know. So I said, okay, this guy is contributing in attack, is helping in defense, is is an all-round player. So even I did not, you know, after the Nations Cup, Bangal didn't let me go to Nigeria to celebrate. From Tunisia, I got the, the, I flew back to Holland. I said, let me go and celebrate now with my people in Nigeria. The coach did not let me go. He said, you must come back. So they made an arrangement. I flew from Tunisia back to, to Amsterdam. Mm. So that was how uh, important I was in that Ajax team. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy that uh, I was part of that, uh, that success. And of course, you went on to win the Champions League with, um, with Ajax. Um, I think that was in 1994 or 95. 94-95 season. 94-95 season. And um, of course, I'll backtrack a bit. 
to Super Eagles career now. Now, you mentioned in the course of your conversation that um, you came, you went for the Africa Corps of Nations um, the second time this time around, and you won it. Now, talk us through the African Cup of Nations and the World Cup, because that was the year Nigeria really came out. Yeah, um, I think um, in 1994, we are all, uh, for me, it was my second experience and uh, I've gotten matured. Uh, I haven't played uh, for the Dutch league. Um, yeah, you play with the best players, Frank Rijkaard and others. So that that also gave me an, you know, that confidence that uh, I think I'm good enough, you know. So you know, going to the Nations Cup, we were well prepared. Um, I haven't lost in '92. You know, we came with a very good team, well prepared physically, and um, we had we had you know our culture whereby. We defend very, very well, but we are lethal in attack. So we try to do what we know best, you know, that's free-flowing football, but um, we, we, we attack in a very good way. And uh, when we defend, we defend very well as well. So, you know, we went for the camp, training camp, uh, played a lot of games. Uh, even at, at that point in time, I was... I was not I was not a starter. You know, in that 1994, I came in games, you know, the finals I played, which was not the best of my games, you know, but I was glad that I was part of it and we won it. I have my medal, I have um, yeah. So I will not um, change anything for that, you know, uh, not even the, the, the Champions League, you know. It's very difficult to, to, for you to win win uh, a, a African Cup of Nations. So winning it with Nigeria was uh, very, very impressive and, uh, you know, it's something very, very exclusive for me. So I haven't won that um, in a good way. Uh, we also played qualifiers for the World Cup, which was our first uh, major World Cup. Um, you know, with that confidence that um, we've won the African Cup, we knew what we were supposed to do at every given time. So it was a very difficult group. You know, we were in a group, uh, we're in a group of, uh, group with Algeria. Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, Cote d'Ivoire, what else? I don't know which, which other. But those are the only two teams. It was only Algeria and Cote d'Ivoire. No, 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 there's another team. Uh, no, basically. Liberia. It was actually it was actually Algeria and Cote d'Ivoire. You were okay. The first stage, I don't, I can't remember the game. You played against South Africa and you know there about. But the second stage was Algeria, Cote d'Ivoire. So you played against Cote d'Ivoire. You won two one. Sorry, Cote d'Ivoire won two one. Then they came to Lagos. You gave them four one. That's um, Cote d'Ivoire. Algeria too came to Lagos. You gave them four one. But you now needed to draw in Algeria, which was the one yeah. you scored. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was, yeah, three, three other, three teams. Okay. Yeah, it was actually three. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so, yeah, difficult group, and uh, we were very nervous uh, that last game, which uh, was very, very difficult. Difficult game, you know. Um, you know, the French-speaking countries, Cote d'Ivoire, Algeria, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen, you know. Um, but we just went there to not to lose the game. You know, whatever happens, if we, if we win it, we win it. But we, we had it in mind that we cannot lose that game. So we were fortunate to score that first goal. And uh, in the second half, they came all out. And uh, we had to defend, 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 defend. And they scored that goal. We defended to uh, the end of the game, which, you know, gave us that uh, qualification to our first uh, World Cup, you know. So it was a great thing and a great feeling to have been part of that team. Uh, it was never, never easy, you know, to play in Africa. And uh, for us to have done it that way, it was, it was, it was great. It was great. Then the World Cup now you now qualify for the World Cup proper. World Cup, World Cup were, were matured enough um, to go into that. We were like underdogs, you know, to most of the countries, but they never knew um, we had the potential to beat any team, you know. So uh, they took they took us for granted. Bulgaria took us for granted, and we walloped them. Uh, after that, it was when Argentina thought. Oh, this this team is very very good. We have to fix it. But they were they were also lucky. They were also lucky, you know. So after that, Breeze, you know, which we we also beat. I think two zero. So it was um, a good tournament for us, you know, despite the fact that um, at the big stage when we were supposed to deliver, we we lost a little bit of. Uh, Concentration, I'll put it that way, and uh, we lost to Italy. Who would have who, who would have won that match? Despite the fact that they they, they scored, uh, even even in that extra time, we had enough. If you, if you go back and look at the game, Yekini had at, at least two two glaring chances to 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 just score before before they scored that their own their own penalty. Well, we would have won that game if, if the extra time, if you go back, because sometimes I, I, I check those games, you know, like, well, let me go back and see how this game really, see what you did well and what, what really happened, you know? That's why the fact we made that little mistake before that their goal, you know? Before that goal came up, that they scored. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. Too many things happened and in, in the match itself, there are a few things that did not go well in that game. You know? Things that we were supposed to do, we did not do. Things that we were supposed to keep possession of the ball, we were trying to do too much. You know, that cost us the, the equalizer and we had all the chances to, to, to score. We did not score and uh, they came up, they got that penalty and then uh, it's still sad, eh? sad moments. If I think Say, about it, I didn't recover. Sad. I didn't recover for that game for at least a month. Yeah, yeah, sad because we had it. It's it, seventh minute. We had that game 
controlled. They were, they were, they were down. They were tired. They were with cramps all over. That that goal gave them a little bit of energy to come out and play the extra time. You know, and if we have scored that goal, that let's Rashidi. It was unfortunate. He had an unfortunate day because he had he had two or three glaring chances that normally he, he, he should have scored. You know, those chances he never misses. But um, that day was a bad day for him and the team, you know, in general. Mm. Wow. Now, fast forward, you know, uh, I think you, you were still at Ajax, but eventually, I think, if I remember, the 97 season, you moved to Real Betis. Why did you move from Ajax? And before then, Ajax had qualified for the Champions League final again for the second year running, but you lost to Juventus. So talk us through yeah. how, why did you leave um, Ajax? Uh, I, will, I will make it brief. Uh, everything was going fine, going on well. Uh, the finals, we, 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 yeah, we did well. You know, very, very difficult game. We were playing in Rome you know, against Juventus. They were, they were at home. You know, normally uh, they would have, you know, they pick venues before, um, before the tournament, you know, kicks off. You know, so and at the end of the day, it was supposed to be held in Rome. And uh, we, we wanted uh, UEFA to change venue. But they did not want to change it. Said no, they cannot change it, and then we have to play in Rome. So okay. Um, the the season with Ajax was very very good. We have already won the league. Um, yeah, we just played a very fantastic um, qualification before. We played very very well before getting to the finals. Um, so. In the finals, everything was good till um, we, we, we lost the cup, you know, through penalties. You know, you sometimes you win it, sometimes you lose it. You know, just um, how am I going to say it? <laughs> Russian roulette, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, people that you think they're going to score, they'll, they'll miss. You know, so we missed two, they scored, they scored four, you know, so. Uh, yeah, they won it. I'll say they won. So after that game, uh, you know, we had interviews and blah 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 a lot after the game. So what is going to happen for next season? You know, so journalists came on, came to me and were asking me a few questions. So what, what do you, what are you going to do next season? I said I don't know. Everything is possible in football. How, how would I know? Okay. That was just the statement I made, and I won't go back to Amsterdam. Van Gaal got mad. He was just looking at me. Everybody talked about losing, losing the match. What's going to happen? Nobody knows what's going to happen. I still had one more year contract with Ajax. I don't know what's going to happen. I say in football, everything is possible. So that got him um, angry. And um, he called me in his office when we got to Amsterdam and told me uh, he's buying another Nigerian player for my position. If I want to stay, I could stay if I don't want. 
but it's going to guarantee me that I'm not going to play next season. So, you know, he, uh, he, he said he was buying um, Tijani Babangida. I was thinking, okay, um, if we're going to, you know, compete on a, on a, on a clean slate, um, yeah, I'm willing to do that. But if you, you're saying to me before the end of the season that I'm not going to play in the coming season, then, yeah, that would jeopardize my, 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 my position in the national team and I have to be playing week in, week out. It doesn't matter where, you know. So I was expecting I would have gone to Real Madrid, but that deal did not work out. So Betis came and um, I had to leave. Even if, I, even if I did not know much about Betis, I had to leave, you know, because uh, that would have jeopardized my, 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 my playing minutes in, 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 in Super Eagles, you know. So we cannot be in the same club. He is playing, I'm not playing. And we'll get to the national team. Uh, you expect me to play. That will not be fair, you know. So uh, I, I said, okay, let me go somewhere that I can compete. I can play in, play week in, week out. And then we'll see. So by the time, because we'll, uh, we'll be getting to the next World Cup qualifiers, you know. So... I want to be part of the France 98 also. So for me, being there and not playing will not, be, that will not help me. You know? So uh, that was the reason why I left. Wow. And of course, um, you had a fairly uh, successful season at Real Betis. I know you played with the likes of um, uh, Danielson, I remember at the time. Um, I think you played, yeah. you played with Roberto Yanni of Croatia as well too. Yeah. So you had a very good season in Real Betis at the time. Um, you know, it was a very good club. And quite surprising that you could have moved to Real Madrid too. Interesting, you know. But we'll talk about um, your, um, your final, um, your, your twilight in Super Eagles, the 98 World Cup, the 2002 Africa Cup of Nations, and of course, uh, your final, uh, your, your the, the one, one or two is in the yard in Ipswich. So we'll be right after this break.
You're welcome back to Spot Africana, and we've been talking to Fanidi George. Right. Um, now, fast forward to France '98. Um, there was so much. Um, there was so much we were hearing about with regards to Super Eagles um, and the process of the qualification into the World Cup itself. So, talk us through France '98. At least the good thing was before France '98, you were now playing for Real Betis. So that guarantees that you were playing regularly. But talk us through France 98, qualification and the World Cup itself. So talk us through, talk us through that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, actually after, after 94, the team started changing. Most players retired. Uh, we only had... Uh, Few players, you know, myself, Olise, Okocha, and um, I think Yekini, Uche, Okechuku. For the rest, they're all new new players. Uh, Celestin Babayaro, you know, a lot of uh, new new players in the team, you know, tried to rebuild, but the team was still okay. The team was still okay. So uh, we had went through our qualifications. Um, in a good way, I think. Um, yeah, we played the likes of uh, I don't know South Africa, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I, can't, I can't. I can't recall. You know, the, the, the teams that were in that in, that were in that group. But we had a, a decent uh, qualification, and then we qualified. You know, for the World Cup, and um, yeah, the World Cup proper. Uh, we prepared very well, and um, but yeah, um, I think we in the World Cup proper in France we we, we, we sometimes play individual football. Before the World um, Cup, if I may interject, you lost two friendlies, and I think that was what gave some sort of outcry. You lost to Yugoslavia three 0 and you lost to, to Holland 5-1. Yeah. So yeah, but but these are these are preparation period, you know, a lot of changes, trying this, trying this formation, trying that formation and that. We did not, we did not, you know, you, you could see, you know, in those games, uh, we did not play as a as a unit, you know, we were like Play individual football, you know, which uh, we saw against against Denmark. You know, uh, we're fortunate enough, you know, that we won against um, Spain. We worked so hard. Uh, then we won against. We lost against uh, Paraguay. Then we won against uh, Bulgaria. Bulgaria, uh, I think, one zero. So we 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 qualified. Decent qualification. Not 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 so bad. Out of nine, we got six. Um, and then now we're getting to the second round where it's about uh, you know be sound tactically, do what you're supposed to do, play as a unit, don't lose the ball, you know, play this compact football. We go as a unit and attack, you know. And we did not do that. But you know, apparently, apparently we had there was. Well, there were rumors of um, some sort of dissent in the camp. That Palla 98 squad, 
that there was so much division? No, 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 not really, not really, not really. Because uh, players that were supposed to play, who decides is uh, the coach. Nobody told him this. He came, he played his, he uses his players, he saw his players, he used them in the friendly games, and then yeah, he decided to. Uh, maybe some players felt they were supposed to, to to be starters. They did not start. So yeah, uh, what um, you don't have to, you don't have to, you have to talk to the coach. You don't have to make it a problem to others, you know. So we, we did not, we did not, I did not see that, you know. Definitely there are players that were not happy for not, for not playing, but uh, that did not affect the, 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 the rapport, the, the relationship that we had in camp, you know. But uh, it's more to do with uh, the individual plays, you know. I think uh, we, we played more individual football than uh, a collective, collective football, and um, we paid. We paid for it. You know, Denmark knew what they were doing. They knew uh, because we, we're going to be all over the place. Once we lose the ball, yeah, in two, three, four passes, they are, they are, they are in, in our in our 16, 16 meter area. You know, so uh, we cannot afford to do that. And um, that was what happened in that in that game. And, uh, we lost it. You know, we had another opportunity to, to have gone further, but we lost it because of our uh, incompetence to understand the game that uh, football, you have to play as a unit when you lose the ball and um, when you have it. You know? So I think we, we too many, too much individual play. We are all over the place. Everybody wants to do their own stuff. And uh, at the end of the day, we lost it. But, but I don't know. Do you think that could have been as a result of hiring a coach a few months to the World Cup? Before then, you had Philippe Trousset, who qualified the team for the World Cup. But the NFF, for whatever reason, did not um, retain the coach. They went for the veteran Boram Milutinovic. Do you think yeah. that could have been the reason? Of course. Of course. You know, you, you cannot eat your cake and have it. You know, you, 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 you see somebody that has worked so hard, qualified the team, and you strip him off. You know, there's karma, you know. You know the, the, the word karma. It's always, it's always, it happens. And Nigerians, we have to learn. When you trust somebody to qualify a team, you should always, you, you should also trust him to take the team to the promised land. You cannot just strip somebody off. It, ha it also happened in 2002. You don't do that. You let, uh, let Shoaibu Amadu qualify the team, and all of a sudden, it's not good enough to take the team to the World Cup. How do you think that team is going to perform? Even God that is looking at you will not make things happen the way you, you, you want to make, take credit for uh, a job that you did not do. So. You know, they, they, they sack somebody and you bring somebody else, you think that everything is good. That, there's going to be something that is going to go wrong, one way or the other. And that, you know, it happened to us. I don't know if it's true, but yes, in a way, if you look at it, it's not the first time. It happened again in 2002. So 
I, I, some, in, in a way, I, I seem to believe, you know, it's karma. <laughs> because uh, it, it happened to us. We all we qualified the team. I was, I was part of that team in 2002 also. I qualified for the, the World Cup. They kicked us out for no reason. And you think the team is going to do well. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. You know, so um, that of 98, I'll go back to 98. Um, it was unfortunate. But I think that, that the game you're talking about, uh, Denmark, I think uh, we did not play as a unit. I'll, I'll put it that way. And uh, that we paid the price. We're not playing as a unit, not defending very, very well, not attacking very well. So we're all over the place. Individual football, we lose it. And uh, we're all over the place, you know. And um, they, 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 they made good use of the experienced players they had, loud drop and others, you know, and then they, 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 they scored four goals. No, it's not possible at the World Cup you know, for us to concede four goals. No, it's not. A team that is very serious, wouldn't have considered for good. If they had won that game 2 1, it's okay. All right, it's, it's possible. Four before we, we, we scored one. They scored four goals first before we, we were able to score one. Then you know something, something went wrong somewhere. You know, it's not, it's not, it's a tactical thing. And that tactical thing has nothing to do with the coach because the coach has said, this, this, this is what we have to do. And then when we get, we get into the pitch, then um, with that individualist uh, attitude comes to play, and uh, yeah, you can you can win a tournament that way. You have to play as a group, work hard for one another. If you're tired, you put up your hand, and somebody will come in. That's why we have 22, 23 players in the squad. Mm. I will go back a little bit to the game you played against Spain because, um, despite the fact that you lost friendly games. For me, I still think that was still one of our, well, the best World Cup game that Nigeria's ever played, in my opinion. That's for me, you know. And I'm sure you had teammates in the Spanish team. How did they feel when they saw you? I had um, Alfonso. Alfonso was there. Alfonso was the only teammate I had. He was in Betis with me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think Spain also underrated Nigeria because of the games they saw us play against um, Holland, uh, Yugoslavia. They felt ah, it's going to be an easy ride, but uh, they never knew. <laughs> In main tournament, everything is possible, you know. So we defended well. Uh, we considered two goals. And they were not supposed to, they, they wouldn't have scored on the normal circumstances. They wouldn't have scored because those were cheap goals. You know, I don't want to um, uh, name names, but uh, those, were, those were cheap goals that we should have avoided. But they scored and then we came back and then equalized and won the game. You know, so it was uh, a credit on our part to have come back, you know, uh, after they scored first goal, second goal, you know, we came back and equalized and got the winner, you know. So um, it, it, it's mentality, you know. Uh, sometimes, yeah, if you play to your to best, the best of your strength, 
you always come out victorious, you know. So um, that game we did very, very well. And uh, yeah, we got the victory. Right. I will now go to, I mean, you briefly mentioned it and I was going to come on to that. 2002 World Cup, you qualified the team. Um, I think at the time, Bonfred Joe was the coach. And of course, before then, you had played the African Cup of Nations in 2000, which you lost to Cameroon. <laughs> I'm sure that was, that was your, that you, you would have thought that you would have um, won that competition. So 2002, fast forward, what happened? What happened at 2002 um, in Mali? Um, everything was going well. Um, preparation, I will not say we had the best of preparation, but um, we got there. Um, infrastructures, hotel was not good. You know, um, a lot of things didn't go well. I don't know, but maybe that, that was the best hotel they could get for us. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but in as much as we were in the, in the tournament, yeah, uh, we had some money issues, uh, bonuses were not paid, all promises, you know, so we won first game, no, played draw, first game, uh, I think one second game. But you, you, know, we, you, you won the first game against Algeria, then you drew against Mali. Then okay. I think the one against Liberia, your last game. Yeah. So we started, we started very well. So uh, we, we've done uh, the first part of it. We've done it very well. You know now, but it's, it's up to the the NFF or NFA. They keep changing names. NFA <laughs> uh, to have paid the bonuses. You know, we, we had an agreement per game. If, if you win the game, this is what you get. If you draw, this is what you get. If you lose, nobody's going to pay you for losing. You know, so we knew about it. We, we had a meeting and then we, we had an agreement. And then we've, we, we've, we've qualified already, but we've not had our money. So we're thinking, at this point, waiting for us to lose because now we're getting to the, the knockout stages. Are they waiting for us to lose? For us not to even have the, the audacity to ask for our money? You know, so we, 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 we thought, no, it's time for them to pay. So the camp was a little bit rowdy. Uh, we're starting to, you know, ask questions. So the, 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 the late minister came and uh, with his crew and they came, they were talking instead of waiting for us in the hotel, they came to the, the training speech where we were training. I think the last game before uh, the game against Senegal, the training before Senegal, talking, just insulting the players that is not impressed, is not this, but we have qualified. You know, what we need now is our bonuses. We don't ask for more. If we lose, we'll not ask. Once we lose, definitely. We know we are not entitled to anything, you know. So, you know, they started saying this and that, and the police uh, challenged one of these, uh, one of the people that came with him. I think that was, that was uh, I can't remember his name, but he was once an ex-player also. Um, that's um, Patrick Ikeji. 
he was the chairman of the sports committee. Yeah, you know, you know, Patrick Keji, you know, so that guy was talking, saying a lot of stuff that, uh, so police, uh, you know, challenged him and uh, as a captain, he has to, you know, he cannot just come there and rubbish us, you know, so uh, even if you are, you are part of the, the the, the board board members, you don't have to speak that way to us. You know, you don't even want anything. You know, so Lisa used those terms, um, replied him on those terms. You know, and um, they, he got mad. And uh, when they got back, once we lost that game, they got back. They decided, uh, no, these players shouldn't be included in in the World Cup squad. And, uh, yeah, they sacked Amodi Shoaibu that qualified the team, then took half of the team that qualified Nigeria out of the squad, you know. So they brought in Onigbinde, Onigbinde that did not know, even if he's a good coach, he didn't know what was happening, you know, what transpired in the camp. So him being somebody that was appointed by the, the NFF, um, didn't want to go against them. So uh, they told him this, this, this order from the minister, this player, that player must not be in the squad. So we were there watching them, we prayed for them, and they went there. Yeah. First round, they were out. So that was, that was, that was exactly what happened, you know. We, we came out third in that, in that tournament. We lost to Senegal. And um, yeah, you could see Senegal, they did well in that World Cup. They did not lose to one, one uh, unknown team, you know. They had a very good squad and uh, we lost to them. And um, they showed themselves in you know, that World Cup. You know, so we did not do well, we did not perform well because half of the team that qualified that would have uh, worked their way, uh, played their best football, they were not there in all the efforts. They threw all the efforts away. And, uh, you expect that you just bring in new players and uh, make them perform. Then we saw what happened in, in the World Cup. Wow. Okay, so, and how did that make you feel, though, as a person, that some of, some of you, the senior players, were thrown out of the World Cup? How did you feel? Because obviously, you never played for Super Eagles afterwards anymore. No, the, for me, I, I felt that was, that was uh, I was just keen on playing that uh, World Cup because I made a lot of sacrifices and to come, go to Nigeria, play all these qualifiers, go to Sudan, a place where they had war, go to Sudan and play all those difficult, go to Liberia. No, no, I went to, not Liberia, Syria alone. You have to fly us with a helicopter from one place to the other to play those games. And after doing, taking all those, doing all those sacrifices, we qualified. Now we are not good enough because somebody said so. So it, it, it's really, it's, it, was, it was sad, you know, um, for, for the NFF to exclude a lot of us from that squad and then, but, yeah, not hard feelings, you know. I was home watching the games. No hard feelings, but um, at the initial stage, it was, it was really devastating for us, you know. After you've worked so hard and uh, 
to strip us uh, of that that the, the merit that we had to have to have gone to the to my third World Cup. Um, yeah, it was, it was really a sad thing, you know, for me. But um, all the same, uh, we, we we got to move on. Wow. Even if, even if it was sad, we had to move. On. Okay, and now you obviously you you are getting to the twilight of your career. You move, you played in Ipswich, which I was happy to see you play in Ipswich. I was I was already living in England at the time, and um, it was nice to play for the Tractor Boys. Even though these days um, they are in League One, <laughs> only God knows what's happening to Ipswich at the moment. And um, you, you're, I mean, you're now a, well, you're you're a trained coach. How is it like getting, um, what's your coaching experience so far? Um, there were, there were um, rumors that you were interested in the under 17 um, team in Nigeria, but what are you doing at the moment um, to get a coaching job? Um, you know, I've uh, worked as an assistant um, under 19 in twice in Holland. While I was doing my my coaching, trying to acquire my my, my badges, um, I came back, you know, and I was coaching under 15 here in Mayuka, where I base, where I live, and uh, I did that for one year and um, just to gain experience, you know. And uh, I was also assistant, you know, uh, with the Mayuka second team. Uh, players from 17 to 23, you know, so I did that for another year and uh, I, I wanted something, uh, I wanted something on my own which did not come, you know, on that higher level, you know, they did, they did not give me for one reason or the other, you know, so I, I, I felt, okay, um, somebody told me, why don't you try? I spoke with Amunike that was once uh, the under 17 coach that won the World Cup. I spoke with him. He said, well, you have to apply you now, try it. Maybe Nigeria will be the best bet, you know, because in Europe, you know how it is, you know, hardly you see black coaches. So uh, why don't you try Nigeria? I said, okay, um, let me go give back because uh, I've worked with these young players. Let me go give back. I don't want these spiders for now. You know, so uh, I applied twice and um, I was denied was denied the job and um, yeah, I've not, <laughs> I've not thrown in the towel yet, but um, it's still my country, uh, I'll still try, you never know, but uh, that was how my experiences are here in Europe. So um, I don't want to go back and start doing the youth, the youth football, you know, it's, it's um, uh, if, if, if you, you, you well paid, you understand, but uh, if you, doing it almost for free then um, for me it's not interesting you know so I've, I've done that while I was trying to get myself learn a lot uh, even if they were not paying me anything you know uh, they just pay me give me money for uh, my fueling for my car and that was it I was not paid real salary to say okay they are paying me 1,000, 2,000 or 3,000 euros they don't pay me that. They just give me uh, three, four hundred euro for for gasoline, you know, for my gas. And uh, 
and that was it. So I did that, you know, I didn't have time for my kids. So at, at the end of the day, I decided to stop and uh, look for, for something else, you know. That was when I applied for a Nigerian job and uh, I was not given the job, but um, I've not given up. I still have to try. When that opportunity arises again, I will try and see if I'll be given that job, you know. Uh, if not, uh, we'll see what, what, what's going to happen, you know. We'll see what's going to happen. And at some point in time, you were director of football in Betis, very briefly, if I'm right. Yes, yes, yes. I was um, um, director of uh, international football and to take care of, you know, do initial scouting, I'll put it that way, uh, international scouting in Africa, in other parts of uh, Europe, you know, but uh, there was a bit of conflict when I was there, you know, not, the, the club is stable now, but, you know, I think uh, seven years ago, it was not stable. There was internal rivalry, you know, um, some court case, some court cases here and there. And um, at the end of the day, uh, fractions. Um, I, I had to leave, you know, because one group won, and they were they they had to uh, take care of the internal matter of the club, and they decided that they don't need that. You know, it, it's too much. You know, so um, I was paid off and um, I left. Wow. It, it seems that um, it's quite tough for um, uh, coaches of ethnic minorities to get coaches and to get um, a job in this part of the world. Um, yes, yes, yes. That's, that's, the, that's the bitter truth, you know. So we cannot hide from it. That is how it is. If not, uh, we, we have a lot of black coaches. You know, but um, for them to, to get the same opportunity, like, uh, yeah, uh, white counterparts, and uh, it's always, it's always, uh, always difficult, you know. Um, we hope sometime, someday, that will change, but uh, at the moment, um, it stays that way. So we hope um, in the near future, that will change. But uh, in the meantime, we have to be doing something as well. <laughs> in as much as we're waiting for that to happen, uh, we have to be doing something to help ourselves. So, so what are you doing at the moment whilst you're still waiting for that big break? Uh, watch football, you know, have uh, one or two businesses uh, that are running. So in Spain or in Nigeria? Keep, I'm in Nigeria. You know, we need to keep the income coming. So... <laughs> Uh, the money has to come from somewhere, you know, so, uh, you know, at the, at the moment, some investments, uh, you know, are getting me going, so we'll keep that going till uh, something different comes. Well, it's been such a wonderful privilege speaking to you, um, Fenidi George, and uh, I really appreciate um, you taking time out um, and talking to us talking to us through your career. And um, as I was talking to you, you were just bringing back memories of the good days. And, and I trust that very soon that those days would um, come back again, particularly for you in your coaching career. Thanks for joining us, um, Fenit John of Sport Africana. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah, there you have it. Um, that is Fenit George. 
Um, again, um, until we come here again, please, I implore you to um, join or listen to our podcast, the various um, episodes that we've played in time past. And in order for you to listen to us, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple, on Deezer, Google Podcast. And please subscribe as well too, so that you get a notification. And if you're an Apple user, we'll appreciate um, you um, just clicking on the purple button and um, you know giving us your comment. And until we come here again, where we'll bring you another interesting edition of Spot Africana, this is Opa Adiola Mokomo and saying to you that you have a wonderful day and stay blessed. <laughs>